Incendiary Radio on the Republic Broadcasting Network. July 30th, excuse me, June 30th, 2019. The end of Rainbow Gay Pride Month, etc., etc. Everybody go to St. Louis County, Missouri's official website. Go ahead, go there right now, St. Louis County, Missouri, and hit on the official website. And you'll see the word county is in the rainbow colors. Doesn't that just warm your heart? Doesn't that make you feel nice? Uh, I mean, it's a mad, mad world. And, you know, I've talked so much about this, this democratic American Democrat Party. Nothing democratic about it, but and what it's morphed into and you know, everybody's talking about clown world. This this got spread far and wide. Everybody. And it it feels so you know, I've been trying to get my mind wrapped around what, what motivates and what drives these people, whether it's a a reverse psyop to to you know I've talked about this whether this to draw everybody into the American kind of kosherized Likudnik right wing because it's the only thing that appears sane to a entry level you know just an Americana type person military vets law enforcement patriotic Americans that remember what it was like in the 
you know, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and even even in the 80s where things really started to crumble. But the 90s, of course, and that and everything else, like a floodgate of hell has been opened. And I'm and I, I'm trying to kind of psychoanalyze these people and not not the, in the Freudian sense of the word, but just look at these people and, and see what what's, you know, driving them. And, and I do think I've come to the realization there is a this is a spirit. It is a spiritual phenomenon and it is a spirit of. Let's just say treason, it's a spirit of licentiousness uh, jealousy of, of you know of overthrow of I know better than you I, this is a spirit that's come upon a lot of our, our people this 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 thing where they've embraced the Alinskyite Marxist revolutionary thing um, just like the book, the Jewish revolutionary spirit and its impact on world history, where all of these people, blacks and whites, Latinos, Asians, they've all been deputized and brought in to this cabal of the Jewish revolutionary spirit and its impact on world history. And it's the war on reason, the war on order, the war on decency, the war on goodness, wholesomeness. You know, I was one of these warriors when I was a young person. Um, you know, I was thinking about this, uh, the the punk rock and metal scene that I grew up in, okay? You know, I was, I was listening to this attorney, Alex Jones' attorney, Robert Barnes, and this guy, I tell you what, whether you like him or not, the guy is is razor sharp on the mental and intellectual level. Now, whether we think he's a real player or not, or et cetera, et cetera, whether he's some sort of an operator or agent, blah, 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 it really doesn't matter. The guy's got a sharp intellect regardless. And so I was listening to one of the shows. He, he's been jumping around on the um, InfoWars platform, doing a lot of radio and, and so forth with, with the organization. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he made this very salient point that white, basically Marxist-induced people are the only people in the world programmed into self-hate. Let me repeat that. He basically said the white liberals or I, I don't say use the word liberal I, I try not to unless I say commie lib or something like that but white I say Marxist the the people that these 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 sniveling little creep whites you know we see the slimes up in Antifa in Portland beating people up and attacking people um, but the white Marxists are the only people the truly European blooded Marxists not the not the Jewish uh, Ashkenazi Marxists and so forth, but the white, you know, dupes, the Lenin's useful idiots. These are the only people in the world programmed into self-hate. Okay, and it's basically a stealth Jewish mind virus, basically that's been impregnated in white people to, to say that they're responsible for all the evils in the world, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. When 
when you look at slavery and so forth and so on, and I've got an, uh, an interesting article by Jonas Alexis over there at Veterans Today, and I'm going to read a little bit of it. Um, slavery reparations question mark, but but keep along the lines here about this white self hatred. Okay, actor Danny Glover and writer Tanishi Coates are marching to Capitol Hill. Why they plan to make a case for slavery reparations before the House Judiciary Subcommittee on the Constitution? Yeah, of course this 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 person Sheila Jackson Lee has been behind this, and then the 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 infamous John Conyers was a big proponent of this this shamed long-serving uh, long-term congress then uh, scandalized when i think he's no longer in congress but Coates attempted to persuade readers back in 2014 in an article in the atlantic uh, the atlantic oh the nice uh rag there the slavery reparations ought to be set in stone but in order to make his point Coates had to dismiss the entire history of slavery itself a little historical background is needed here it must be emphasized here that the subject of slavery is a complex issue and cannot be treated lightly. Slavery is an issue that continues to impact cultural attitudes in modern America, despite the fact that it existed for millennia and has been abolished in the United States for arguably over a century. Popular opinion lays the blame for black slavery at the feet of Western civilization, with little effort devoted to proving this theory with historical documentation. However, the truth of the matter is far different. Coates will never discuss the fact that the international slave trade was maintained largely through the efforts of Jewish businessmen aided by African tribal leaders. Yet despite the clear historical evidence, popular opinion today supports the belief that the blame for slavery lies fully on the shoulders of Europeans. This is not true. A careful study of the ideological foundations of rabbinic Judaism and African tribes shows that neither could have ignited the abolition of the slave trade. Why? Because both Talmudic Jews and African traders viewed human beings and ethnic groups in a way that was incompatible with the moral order. Once again, a major factor in the continuance of the slave trade. Uh, but I lost my place here. Uh, from Roman times to the Civil Wars was the involvement of Jewish businessmen. This is not an assertion I make lightly or without proof. In fact, I have addressed these issues at length el elsewhere. Even Jewish writer Chaim Vermont declares that it was the London Rothschilds who found the 20 million pounds to compensate slave owners after the abolition of slavery in the British Empire in 1833. In 1854, a 16 million pound loan to finance the Crimean War was launched through the House of Rothschild. And in 1871, they raised 100 million pounds to help France pay her war indemnity to Prussia. Moreover, it is well established by the historical data that Jews played a significant role in the slave trade in the ancient Roman world, and this painful chapter in human history has been acknowledged even by those who try to minimize the role Jews played in both ancient and modern slavery. And it goes on, but basically, um, even during the Ottoman Empire, Jews took an active part in the slave trade, owning Muslim slaves. And that the whole Islamic world, with, and, I, and I'm kind of ditching the article now, but the whole Islamic world and their history with the African slave trade. Um, and the, the fact that such a small percentage of any um, Americans actually owned any slaves. Now, racism is another question. Racism is natural. It is, it is to be alive. People practice it now. The, some of the most intolerant and, and quote-unquote Trotskyite word racist people out here 
happen to be black Americans towards white Americans. And, and this whole power relationship that these people try to um, say has to be a component in, in racism, that's just a canard, and we all know it, and we, we can't stand it. Um, but back to this, this self-hate, this, this glossing over, this, this, you know, Alex Haley, the roots thing, and, 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 and all the Hollywood people that basically demonize whites, okay, Django Unchained, the whole nine yards. Um, but the punk scene especially, the punk rock scene that, that grew up, the political punk scene, not the Ramones and, and people of this nature, but the people that, that delved into the political thing. This was all basically uh, Jewish intellect, semi-pseudo-intellectuals in the background of the punk rock scene that basically all of this anti-racist stuff and all of this um, anti-Nazi stuff and so forth and so on, and it, and, it, and it went into the hardcore scene of, of New York and L.A. And, and D.C., where it was virulently anti-fascist, anti-racist, and it was, it was based on violence. And so we have to realize that this thing's been going on for decades, all right? White Marxists, only people in the world programmed to self-hate. Okay, and then there's plenty of Republican kind of soft conservative, especially the Zion, Zionist Christian element that are all programmed to kind of um, self hate. Okay, because the German uh, connection to the other big thing and elephant in the room, which is the the uh, quote unquote Holocaust. Okay, and. You know, a lot of people have done heavy lifting on that, and it, that is not what it was, um, you know, presented to us, the numbers, the actual methodology, what was actually happening in, in places such as Auschwitz and Bergen-Belsen and Dachau and everything else. And so the, this whole thing is, is, is a real, you know, psychological warfare op operation. And it has to be stopped. And there, there are signs that it's starting to crack. Um, but as you can see, these these characters running Google and uh, Facebook and Twitter, these platforms are really, really cinching down because there there is an awakening going on out here, and it's on very different levels. Okay, you've got you've got the entry level awakening where people jump in and find uh, info wars and so forth, and then the people they they stay involved in this thing of ours, this this alternative media thing, and then they they find other authors, they find other thinkers, and then they go full blown all over the place, um, and they come to all kinds of different conclusions. And so this this has to be cranked down, and you know our our own modern Stasi, Cheka, KGB are busy trying to you know implement the pre gulag you know stages that are that are coming our way. And so I wanted to get that out of the way now. We've got some minutes left here. A shocking night for Syria. Analysis. Airstrikes and active air defense across Damascus into the mountains near Lebanon and near Homs, 160 kilometers to the north 
to the north awake Syrians after midnight in their first hours on Monday. And that is the Jerusalem Post. Okay, breaking news, military air. Now, this is Hal Turner. This is up from Steve Quayle, some of his links. Breaking news, military aircraft shot down over Cyprus, possibly Israeli, after bombing Syria. Okay, so we have, you know, and this is, this is you know, everybody's talking about Trump walking across the DMZ into North Korea, first president to ever do that. You know, everybody's going crazy about that. Um, you know, but so Trump, is doing that is was this some sort of a you know distraction technique uh, x22 report sunday edition president trump crosses the line history was just made watch everything fall into place panic everywhere trade deal in the works time to get rid of federal taxes the plan being set in motion so forth and so on okay robert david Steele. trump neutralizes obama soros and clinton the truth of children and sex trafficking Okay. Jim Fetzer unleashed. I gotta, I'm going to have to get Fetzer back on. He, I've had him on probably more than anybody else as far as a guest on the program. Um, exposing falsehoods and revealing truths. 2020 candidates. Okay. Um, it's hit the fan. Tensions have erupted. U.S. deploy stealth fighters to Qatar. Russia readies. U.S. is not ready for what's coming. Okay. You know, Iran's Revolutionary Guard are fighting the Kurds in Iran. Turkey and Syria may get into a full-blown fight if tit-for-tat continues, okay? Um, There's so much here. Um, Can get clip two ready. I just saw this about in the last week and a half, and this ties in with what I was just talking about, and this has to do with the Kurds and its relationship with the Mossad. Go ahead and roll clip two. According to local reports, the U.S.-backed Syrian Democratic Forces, or the Kurds inside of Syria, have nominated members of their own community to build relations with Mossad. In other words, having members of their own community trained by Israeli intelligence services. Al-Kabur, a news outlet operating northeastern Syria, revealed that 20 personnel of the Kurdish People's Protection Units, the YPG, have been selected to be sent to Israel to attend the Mossad training course. The chosen personnel had passed several tests which were held in the SDF area. Now, the aim of this intelligence cooperation program was to have Israel to establish friendly intelligence services within the SDF areas. The service then recruit spies from Assad and provide information of interest to Israel. Al-Kabur identified three of the SDF personnel who received training in Israel as Ali Mohammed Hassan, Rebbe Abdul Razak, Ahmad, and Berkdan Aziz Murad. These names have not been verified by an independent source so far. The SDF indeed worked to build some sort of relations with Israel in the past few months. Earlier this year, the Kurdish-dominated group allowed Israeli media to operate in its areas for the first time ever. This is part of a growing trend of the Kurds inside the country, many, many of them which claim to be communists, openly allying with the United States and Israel. Now, in the past, they have been accused of ethnically cleansing areas to give themselves a future state, um, evicting many Arabs from their homes, forcing them off their lands at gunpoint. Now, in the last several weeks, we've received reports that 
many of these Kurds have been burning crops in Arab villages in order to try to force them from their land. It is not enough to merely try to occupy the oil-rich areas for the United States, but they are deliberately destroying the food supplies inside of Syria in order to not only try to force Arabs off their land, but in a further effort to minimize the amount of food inside the country, which does constitute a war crime under many international definitions. It seems far from this glorified view that we are getting from elements of the left that the SDF or the YPG are somehow real communists and they should be supported over the Assad government. The very opposite, in fact, is very clearly right in front of us. Not only do they openly collaborate with the United States, but they collaborate with Israel as well. This should finally put to rest once and for all this idea that somehow the Kurds are a revolutionary force and that they are nothing more than pawns of U.S. imperialism. All right, go ahead and stop it there. Now, there's a lot of different opinions about Kurdish Kurdish factions and some of them actually being communist uh, apparatchiks and so forth, and I'm not an expert on this, but it it makes me interested when you know, let's say suppressed groups within the possible expansionist greater Israel borders are, let's just say, uh, tying themselves in with Israeli intelligence forces and then going to be some sort of a fifth column in some of these countries. It is quite interesting to keep our eyes on this when we see reports like this because... When you when you look at this Israeli empire, the Moshe Dayan, David Ben-Gurion, uh, Oded Yanon vision of Israel becoming this big, you know, empiric state in the, the Middle East with the, the world kind of Supreme Court, the Sanhedrin run Supreme Court that's going to decide all the uh, problems and dis- disputes of the world going to be taken care of there in in, um, Jerusalem. It is quite interesting when you see uh, possible fifth columns being sent. Uh, And if you look at the the Kurdish relationship to Israel, you can find videos going back 10 and 11 and even more years where, you know, things are being, that were being documented there. So I wanted to get that out there. Um, So, you know, I I was flipping around uh, just on some regular TV while all these big, you know, national news programs, and it was all Pride Parade stuff, this whole big commemoration of some this Stonewall riots in New York, et cetera, et cetera, um, just the pushing it down the throat of the American people, this whole... Uh, you know the the soccer star Megan Rapinoe and the and the and the women's U.S. soccer team and just the, its connection, women's sports and its connection with the with the hardcore militant lesbian community and the strange you know she's she's in this relationship with a professional women's NBA uh, basketball player and it's just. The normalization of all of this, uh, just and of course the the transgender, and then 
which is going to graduate into the transhuman um, agenda. Now, talking about the transhuman agenda, can get clip five ready. This is Dabu Seven. I've seen this floating around, uh, and this is your more of your minority report level, you know, stuff. I mean the the acceleration of the taking out of quarantine and the the putting this artificial intelligence in in, in charge of more and more and more of enforcement tasks, uh, financial tasks, you know, so forth and so on. Um, of course, these people haven't learned their lesson from the Terminator or the Matrix, obviously. Um, but let's listen to clip five. Four decades ago, we had American psychologist Paul Ekman and his research on facial expressions spawn a whole new career field in terms of human lie detectors. Now, artificial intelligence could take its place. It's not a question of, of if, but when, really. Now, there's another company out here that's connected in this these days in terms of analyzing all the facial features. Like they say, a smile that is not sincere is only shown in the mouth. It doesn't move up to the eyes. Meaning if someone's looking at something and they look at you and they smile, they smile, and you don't see the smile in their eyes, this is a telltale sign that it's being faked. It's just one example. Now, they had trained humans to do this for the longest time, but now, as you guessed, AI is going to take over this field. It's going to be reading people's faces, and it's going to be determining if someone is lying or not. So they're saying the police will be able to use this on suspects to determine if they're lying or not. And we have a UK firm called FaceSoft that has built a database of over 300 million images of faces. Some of which that have been created by an AI system modeled on the human brain. So if you don't think it's possible, well, they're saying here, within the decade, all of these things are going to be rolling out full scale. You're going to see a whole lot more robotics moved out into all these warehouses, and it's all going to be controlled by AI. So AI, a big thing here, a big issue, something to pay attention to and to stay on top of. I will leave a link below. Make sure to... All right, you can stop it. Um, Agenda 2030, okay? You know, the singularity 2045 stuff. So we're 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 2019 now. We're very we're very close to entering into um, this time period that you know seers and kind of prophetically minded people have saw, and it's this mark of the beast thing. Of course, people that are into the biblical prophecies, but even in the, even just with you know. How Hollywood alone and its tie-in with the intelligence and, and military, you know, uh, circles. You know, pretty soon it's going to get creepy to the point. You know, we have Andrew Yang talking about the universal basic income and 
doing well. I didn't watch these debates. I haven't seen them yet. I can't take myself to stomach them presently, but allegedly he was, you know, on the second night, I guess, was uh, in the drudge poll. A lot of people liked him better than any of these other these uh, characters. Tulsi Gabbard, okay, big showing in the first debate. Um, I've covered Tulsi Gabbard. I, I, I'm questioning this person's gender um, that, that they were born with. And the name, okay, it's some sort of a scramble to me. Tulsi, backwards, I slut. And look, I could be totally off base here, but I'm just going by this kind of like where my, my gut is taking me here. I slut, Gabbard. I slut grabbered. It's there's something here. I can't put my finger on it. It's some sort of a mishmash of letters. It just does not seem normal to me. And this person is a Hindu. And this this word hijra, the, the kind of transgender um, sect or subgroup in India, where all the the home of Hinduism, the hijra, H I J R A. Look that up. Uh, the, the voice of Tulsi Gabbard, it's very, very deep. I'm not sure if this person is, is, is genetically female. I mean, it's, 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 it, it's almost like, you know, this is the next shoe to drop as far as who, who they're going to put in the, in the White House. Now, it seems like this person's being sabotaged by the, the Democratic Party. We, we'll see how this plays out. Um, but Tulsi, I slut, Gabbard, Grabber, uh, I slut Grabber. I, I don't know. There's something there that just kind of freaks me out. And I don't, uh, Ken, are we coming up on break? It's half past the hour. All right. Here, here comes the break, folks. Uh, we'll see you on the other side. We'll open the phones up uh, very shortly. I'm quite happy about it. February 2018. My husband, son, and I have been using this product for a few months now, and we have noticed an improvement in our joints and blood pressure. Tell us your story. Get Extendivite today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Tired of being lied to by mass media? It's growing more and more apparent today that news is received less and less through standard media outlets. Even with a growing audience every day, RBN is beginning to direct more efforts into social media. Social media and the use of the Internet is fast becoming the primary source of people for news, regardless of demographic. RBN has set out to provide some of the best news on the Internet through republicbroadcasting.org and also has begun to use the tools to our advantage by way of social media. Republic Broadcasting is now operating a Facebook page to function as yet another avenue to have our collective voice reach new audiences across not only America, but across the globe as well. The Facebook page features not only news, but also an RBN player to listen to our broadcast. Get involved by visiting Facebook.com slash Republic Broadcasting and liking our page and share it with your friends and family. Because you can handle the truth. 
homeowners? Are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Broadcasting Network. Uh, I'm going to bring something up now that really gets my goat. I'll tell you. I saw this, you know, in the last couple days. Catholic bishop escorts migrants over the border to protest U.S. immigration policy. I talk talk to you guys constantly about this synergistic uh, relationship 
with um, the basically the kosher mob and of course the the Vatican II mob. Okay, and this it's the kind of strange incestuous bedfellows. Okay. So, a Catholic bishop escorted migrants across a bridge spanning the U.S.-Mexico border on Friday in an act of protest against U.S. immigration policy. El Paso Bishop Mark Seitz, S-E-I-T-Z, Mark Seitz, El Paso Bishop, escorted groups of migrants back and forth across the Lerdo International Bridge as part of his faith action protest against the Trump administration's migrant protection protocols which require that certain asylum seekers remain remain in Mexico while their claims are being adjudicated. Some 15,000 asylum seekers are now waiting in crowded conditions along the border in Mexico for their claims to be adjudicated, according to El Paso's KVIA-TV. There is a critical lack of access to shelter, food, legal aid, and basic services in Ciudad Juarez, where many of the migrants are waiting to enter the U.S., sites said. Sites 65 condemned U.S. authorities for treating migrants as worse than animals and for viewing fleeing children and families as threats and demanded that they be allowed to remain in the U.S. while awaiting a decision on their asylum application. Standing here at the U.S.-Mexico border, how do we begin to diagnose the soul of our country, Sites asked reporters in both Spanish and English. Sites was joined by Reverend Javier Calvillo, director of Casa del Migrante, the diocesan migrant shelter. Together, the two clergymen escorted a group of migrants back across the border to Mexico after they were turned away by Border Patrol. Some 144,000. Isn't that an interesting number? 144,000. Really, Yahoo News? Uh, Really, the Independent? They're bringing up the 144,000. The same number as the, the Book of Revelation. I wonder if this is any accident, huh? Some 144,000 migrants arrived at the border seeking asylum in May. The record numbers have overwhelmed federal resources and led to unhygienic and, in some cases, inhumane conditions in Border Patrol and Department of Health and Human Services detention facilities. Congress on Thursday passed a $4.6 billion emergency spending bill to alleviate the humanity crisis. <coughs> so... You've got an open trader who's a member of this clergy that is, you know, escorting people across the border, okay, back and forth across the bridge as part of this faith action protest, okay? So, you know, I get that there's people that want to come into a first world country, okay, but you've got a lot of Vatican II, Catholic agencies, Soros, all the Jewish um, kosher mob agencies, and all the all the sitting money changers sitting behind this thing, causing this to happen. Okay, down there in in various media platforms across Central and South America. Hey, come to America, get the freebies. It's all been exposed. And so, personally, um, you know, these these high-level clergy members of the the Vatican Curia, 
Uh, I would personally, if I was trying, I would revoke his citizenship and kick him out of the country, make him go back to Rome or wherever they want to send him. I would strip him of his citizenship. I, I would start stripping all kinds of these characters of their citizenship. And, and look, these federal judges are blocking everything. Okay, so uh, you know, you you look at some of these characters. Uh, what do I got here? Uh, this this character that shut down the border wall uh, for now. Uh, let me see his name. Anyway, it's it. I'll, I'll have it in a little bit, but this guy looks just like Obama. He was an Obama appointee, and this guy, you know, he these these judges are out of control. It's I've talked about this ad nauseum: the total destruction of the separation of powers, the the overstepping of their bounds by the federal judiciary, which Thomas Jefferson went off on in 1820, and so is what it is. Um, Stanley Cup. Remember I talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago. I told you that there were going to be writers that come out and sit there and talk about the lack of diversity at the St. Louis Blues celebration and how it's a uh, it's going to be called out as white privilege and white supremacy and all and then you got these black St. Louis writers uh, for the St. Louis Post Dispatch this week they did. I knew it was going to happen, and they're all they're all trashing basically hockey fans and the, and the, and hockey itself um, because of lack of opportunities for uh, black people and, and minorities to get involved. The lack of ice rinks. Wines, you know. It's like it's like white people whining about the NBA and there's all these black people involved, you know, that are players and there's not enough diversity in the NBA. But these blacks, they always want you point that out and you and you flip the script on them and then all of a sudden, oh, that that they always got an answer for it. They've all they've been Judaized to the point where they can't even see it. It's sick. We, we have a completely sick society that's been ripped apart in every single little way possible by these um, toxic, Alinskyite, you know, Marxist revolutionary jerks. And so they've they built they built their little pet classes, and man, they're just destroying every 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 little thing. But now hockey's not diverse enough because there's not enough ice rinks in black neighborhoods. Uh, I mean, it's just. It's over the top. The, the entire Democratic field um, is caught up in this kind of mental illness. <sighs> I, I, I don't know where it goes from here. It's going to go into some sort of a, a bad, bad situation. Um, let me reiterate this one. And I, and I, and I sent myself this message because I see this with this, you know, the AOC with their little fake... <laughs> um, crying spell when she's wearing this $600 Movado watch and she's out in front of some empty parking lot acting like it's just such a travesty the whole you know and then you had the Candace Owens thing where she does out in front of some you know trash black school in the middle of you know uh, downtown 
war zone somewhere and, and does a little kind of meme war on it. <clears throat> but, you know, AOC and the rest of them, they claim to be environmentalists and so forth. Oh, the climate change, and blah, 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 blah. But then they want to keep the border wide open. And so they want to bring all these people, let them walk right across the border, and they'll, they're going to stress the power grid. They're going to stress the water tables, all the natural resources, you know, you killing the animals to get meat and so forth and so on. Oh, that's just, that's just, it has no impact on the environment at all. Keep the borders wide open, but at the same time, uh, we've got to crack down on greenhouse gases and carbon dioxide and all this other crap. Can't have, you know, you don't want too many people driving. We don't want you uh, having too many babies, but yet the entire third world from south of the border can bring all their babies, uh, their breeding habits, uh, their non-environmental, you know, mindedness with them, and everything's going to be great because they're brown people like you, AOC, okay? I mean, we have to drill this point home when you're on talk radio programs, when you call in, when you're when you're commenting, when you're talking to people and be like, hi, hey, wait a minute. I thought you people are environmentalists. How are you going to keep the southern border wide open and let these people come up and basically stress our environment? There there is no there is no coherent answer that they can give you. Keep nailing this point home. Um Q, okay, the Q post. There's been three of them, okay, and they're basically saying that some sort of a be ready and all this stuff. Uh, and they got dropped on the 27th. I think I'll just bring this up for a second. Um, Q had been quiet, okay, for a long, long time, and then you have three posts, okay. Since the 26th of May, on the 27th of June, um, 3350, be ready. Q, has the stage been set? Okay. Future comms, pre-stage, blah, 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 on ready, and all this kind of cryptic stuff. Q, uh, 3352, forgotten country, patriots fight. Q, so you've had three Q drops in the la- in about a month, and this is all you got. And so... Uh, all the people that do their shows and videos on the, the Q thing, um, they haven't had any material for a while now. Um, so it is what it is. Uh, let's see here. What else do I got? The immigration thing and this, this Catholic bishop. And, I, and I'll put Catholic in quotes because some of our listeners want to point out always that these aren't really Catholics, etc. And I, and, I, and I realize where you're coming from. Uh, but they're wearing the garb. They're sitting in the offices, just like our politicians are sitting in offices that were kind of created. You know, if you get into the, you know, the the research of, uh, you know, like uh, Lacavara and these guys, where it talks about these 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 people sitting in these offices right now in government, they're not truly constitutional offices. And I get that, um, but we have to realize this, Trump. No one talks about this angle with Trump. They always talk about the Kushner, kind of Adelson, Likudnik Jewish angle, but nobody talks about the Jesuit angle with Trump. He did 
do uh, a couple years at Fordham University, the Jesuit-run Fordham University in the Bronx. Remember the Al Smith dinner where Trump and, and Hillary are all in their, you know, their best duds. And then the kind of, and I covered this, you know, while, while, the, while this all went down, where uh, the Archbishop Timothy Dolan kind of buddied up with Trump and people were reading into it that Trump had been selected, uh, so forth and so on, to be the president. Well, Trump, you know, with the if you follow the Jesuits and all of their organs, America Magazine and, and all of the stuff, they're very open borders. They're some of the big pushers of open borders. And then people, you know, they they theorize that George Soros is a knight of Malta and the Rothschilds being knights of St. Gregory and knights of Malta and all this. And it's all tied in with Rome and, you know, and it's the strange synergistic bed fellow relationship with the money changers the Rothschilds and of course the 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 Roman element the 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 curia the priesthood and so forth and so on um, but Trump with Fordham University a lot of people really don't focus in on that as being the influence on him coming from the the quote unquote Catholic mafia uh, pushing him with you know to be to ease up on the borders and not completely militarize it shut it down and so forth so you got pelosi uh, you know the san francisco jesuits she's the first uh, congresswoman to have a jesuit lead a, a a prayer on the the house floor and so forth i mean there's a lot here so um got a few minutes left we're going to open the phones for the rest of the program anybody wants to call and if you've got something substantive to add i've got a lot here but i wanted to get to this the new world order, the the consolidation of everything in under one uh, governmental authority, one religious, you know, religio political uh, authority, and so forth. This, and, and I, I sent myself this note sometime, you know, through the course of last week. I was like, this this consolidation, the the one world element, this ethos, this paradigm. This is proof that the devil, Satan, Lucifer, whatever you want to call this being, actually works and and he's constrained by God, the creator. He can't go outside of his, um, let's say, parameters of operation that he's been, he's been given. And this is proof, okay? Now... You remember that thing, if I were the devil, that one guy, and I can't name him right off the bat, and I don't want to type it into my browser, but if I were the devil, he did that whole speech. Well, think about it. If The devil knows Bible prophecy just as well as anybody else, probably better. Okay, so he knows that it's prophesied in these end times here that everything's going to come under one authority, one banner, one religio-political dominant being. Okay, Now, if you're the devil and you don't want to face judgment, if you don't want things to end, you don't want the timeline to keep marching forward, wouldn't you, as, as God's adversary, his enemy, wouldn't you want everybody at each other's throats as far as all the nations and nation-states? Wouldn't you fight for the nation-state model thereby preempting the 
the coming together of all the world's governments and religions and so forth under one banner. If, if, if I don't understand, see, <clears throat> without unless you realize that the devil really doesn't have as much power as a lot of people give this being, uh, because he he has to operate within these these this framework. So, like, like if I was the devil, well, I'm just gonna you know put it out there like that, like the one guy that did it. I'm going to fight for you know um, the nations of the world not to be united under a single authority. To, I'm going to fight to smash the mark of the beast system to where people don't come under the not being able to buy and sell unless they have the mark and so forth. Why would, why would the devil want to fulfill Bible prophecy is my question, unless he is forced to. You see, this is proof that basically the devil has to do God's bidding, even though it's a created adversary, so forth and so on. But he can't go outside of the the you know the ge- geographic or spiritual um, perimeter that's been given to him. And so I, I wanted to get that out there because I was like, yeah, I got to talk about that on the air. Um, Santa Anita. I was listening to Jeff Rents and Yochi Shimatsu the other night. Santa Anita Racehorses dying. That's out there in California, and. They're tying that in with the, the Fukushima disaster, uh, radiation overdosing, basically, you know, pop busting them, busting their hearts up, and you know, killing them. Um, you know, I, it's interesting. You know, you you look at the the animal kingdom and and how this, you 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 get all these strange reports about the Pacific. You know, certain people saying that radiation is not dangerous and so forth and so on and others be like the entire pacific's dead all the sea life is gone the the whales are all dying you know this is it's hard for those of us that are not you know on site really seeing this stuff to really gauge uh, what the truth is and so uh, you know you you hope for the best and you know that this was allegedly a bad disaster um, but you know there's so much there's so many lies and there's so much disinformation pumped um, towards all of us uh, that that try to pay attention in from alternative media sources and not sit, people that sit there and like zombies in front of the television or read, you know the the accepted orthodox uh, sources online. You know, so we've get a, we get a lot of BS thrown our way and. On top of it, there's a lot of censorship. I mean, YouTube is really, really cracking down. I'm looking around at some of the channels that I was following and some of the music that I would listen to through YouTube. They're cracking down hard. And we saw the O'Keefe, this big Project Veritas thing with Google's director of innovation and, you know, the, the secret recordings. And... This is, you know, some people even question James O'Keefe and is if he's some sort of a a plant, an operator, um, psychological warfare kind of guy, like kind of like on the Jack Posobiec level of whether these guys are tied in, et cetera, et cetera. People have said that about me when I when I, people send me emails and, oh Robert, I know you're 
say, bro, I know you're you're part of something, but you know, people are so paranoid. We all are. Um, <laughs> we, we're we're all kind of suspicious of everyone and everything, and even in our own circles. And so, so you know, we you got to take this stuff and, and make your own judgment. And it is what it is. Um, CERN. I've been thinking about this. Um, time acceleration, time manipulation. I, and I don't know if this is because I'm getting older, or I don't know if any of you are feeling it. Uh, it seems like time slips away so quickly now. Even if, you know you you're laying there relaxing, and you're like, okay, I got an hour to to rest. It seems like it just flies by. Uh, I, you know I. Even just when, whenever you're doing anything, you're, you're sitting here trying to get a document together or something of this nature. It seems like time is just accelerating to a point where now it's, it's actually tangible. You can feel it. Uh, and Ken, Ken types in yes. <laughs> so I guess he's feeling it too. But I, somehow, you know, and then, you know, there's that Bible prophecy says, except those days be shortened. No flesh should be saved alive. And, and I always kind of keep that in my head. But it, it, it's almost like there is some sort of manipulation of the fabric of time itself right now because everything just is zipping along so quickly that it, it, it's alarming. That's all I'm going to say. Um, back to Khashoggi for a second. We're coming up on the top of the hour this murder of this guy okay and the united nations you know these folks blaming uh, mbs mohammed bin salman uh, for his murder and so forth i keep going back to the vegas massacre and this possible assassination attempt on mohammed bin salman and whether khashoggi was tied in with this or not it just always pops into my head so we will see you all after the top of the hour. 1-800-313-9443 if anybody wants to call in. Phones are open. Tired of being lied to by mass media? It's growing more and more apparent today that news is received less and less through standard media outlets. Even with a growing audience every day, RBN is beginning to direct more efforts into social media. Social media and the use of the Internet is fast becoming the primary source of people for news, regardless of demographic. RBN has set out to provide some of the best news on the Internet through republicbroadcasting.org and also has begun to use the tools to our advantage by way of social media. Republic Broadcasting is now operating a Facebook page to function as yet another avenue to have our collective voice reach new audiences across not only America, but across the globe as well. The Facebook page features not only news, but also an RBN player to listen to our broadcast. 
Get involved by visiting Facebook.com slash Republic Broadcasting and liking our page and share it with your friends and family because you can handle the truth. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.